You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. The Cardinals sweep the Rockies this week, but that's not why we're here. We're here for the Bearded Theologians podcast. I'm Matt Franks. Oh, and I'm Zach Bexholt. And this I'm literally week... <laughs> disappointed. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week on the Bearded Theologians, we're um, talking about, um, we kind of want to keep in the same model like we did last week when we talked about disciples make disciples. And we came up with the idea that caring is caring. And so, Zach, as you think about um, the word care and why it's essential to Christian discipleship, uh, what, what kind of comes to mind for you? Well, you know, true, true disciples aren't going to bring up deep wounds like the Rockies getting swept. But um, <laughs> no, caring is a huge thing that we do just as people, uh, whether, whether you call yourself a disciple of, of, of Christ or um, just a person. It doesn't really matter. Caring is something that's, that's vitally important to our um, to our health as, as people. And it's probably one of the things that we do and we, and we receive poorly. Um, and, and so, so caring, caring to me, um, I guess at its simplest form is, is simply just opening yourself up, whether you're the caregiver or the care receiver. Um, it, it takes, um, a certain set of, uh, well, I guess a certain boundaries of just being open. Um, being willing to to give and to receive, and that and that looks different for each pe- each person. Um, I guess at its simplest form, that that's kind of what I, I view caring as. Matt, what what about you? What is what is caring for you? Well, what is caring for me? I I think it's um, one. It's generally listening to people's stories. Um, one of the things I love doing, and it, it's something that I really do enjoy doing, is just listening to people's stories and and to hear where they've been and especially when they connect the theological and they make that God connection. Um, to me, that's the most powerful thing in the world. And I really wish, like, I wish I could take a video recorder with me and um, share um, some of those stories that I get to hear. I mean, it's a blessing to me. Um, and it's great to hear when, especially when people make that theological connection and they realize that how God is at work in the midst of this. And, you know, caring is one of those things for me that it's vital to the Christian faith, especially being trying to make disciples because people are going to want to be a part of something that they know they're cared for. Um, and it's not about having like kind of selfish needs met. It's making sure that basic needs are met. And whether it's like tonight, um, I just finished up working at our church's, uh, uh, great, uh, feeding program called feed my sheep. And, um, you know, it was really nice just to just walk around and talk to people and just say, Hey, you know, what, do you anything you need? Can I, you know, can I get you some, something to drink or, you know, just, just to be um, caring in a way of one, knowing their name, uh, everybody wears a name tag. And so it's just a genuine sharing. And then, you know, people are willing to open up to you once you have a kind of a shared experience or just shared understanding of who's, you know, what the relationship is. And, and, and to me, that's why caring is so important because, um, it's one of the biggest things I think we need to do as a church and do it better. Uh, and, and I will say it's not about having the answer for the person that you're caring for. It's about um, just genuinely being there and sitting and being a presence. I'm really, I really appreciate um, 
having the the theology or the practice care of, of just being present. That, that is just such a huge thing for me in my ministry. And sometimes it's just me just showing up, uh, whatever it is. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing, whether it's pastoral care or, or, or just simply human human nature care. I mean, just caring for people, whether it's somebody in the church or our spouse or kids or a stranger, being there is 90% of it. Um, you know, maybe the other 10% is not making it about yourself and, and turning their story, like you say, listening to their story and not turning it into your story or saying, well, you know, well, me, you know, just, but simply listening and offering um, whatever it is you need to offer in those moments. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's huge. Uh, and I'm like you, I, I love hearing people's stories. Um, when, when I first uh, wanted to do podcast stuff, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to sit with people put a microphone out and, and listen, just have them just record their stories. Um, Cause I, I think it's fascinating. I, I, I think, I mean, I truly believe everybody has a story, whether your story is, you know, an action thriller or, or drama or a comedy or whatever, or, or you think your story's boring. Um, everybody has a story and everybody's story needs to be heard uh, by someone. And so I, I think there's a lot of value in that as, as pastors, as we go sit and hear people's stories, um, we can learn a lot about uh, the world that they live in, uh, the world that we pastor in, and how we can better bring care to, uh, to people, but also how we can better receive care. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's huge. Just, just being there, just showing up uh, is, is huge. Well, and I think that that's where churches fall apart. And I think why, why we've struggled um, in Christianity is the lack of willingness to care. And some of it's not just like, oh, well, we, you know, if they show up, we'll care for them. It's actually going and being with people. Uh, you know, if you know your neighbor is in need of care, you know, just being there. And, I, and to me, that's just, it's huge. And I really, um, I hope that as you, as you listen to this, I hope I want you to think about your care practice and what is your care practice for your neighbor and for your community in which you're around and, and associate with, how do you care for your neighbor? Um, I think that that's important. And then the other side of care that I, that I also feel is important in a, in a discipleship walk is self care. Um, being able to step back from what you normally do and, and taking care of yourself spiritually, emotionally, um, and, and all that stuff physically and making sure that you're taking care of yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, it's going to be hard to pour into others. Um, and, I, and I'm really big on self-care. You know, Fridays for me right now is my big self-care day for me. Um, everybody's busy or at work or at school and, and I'm taking that time for me to kind of detach myself from uh, what drains me and um, what I need to refuel myself for the, the upcoming week. And I, and I find that very important for me. Um, and so, you know, and then I play softball and I do this and I, you know, there's some things I do that are for my soul more than they are for, you know, what I do. And, and I think that, that self-care is just as important as caring for your neighbor. Cause if you don't take care of yourself, you'll, you'll burn. I agree. And I, I think that's something that, that comes through on this podcast often is, is, is self-care. Is that it? Uh, I think it's something that we go to, you know, not often, but often enough, uh, because it's that important. Uh, we, we can't be burnout people and care for others pour in like you say we if we're empty we can't pour into others we can't you know, we can't truly care for them uh, if we don't care for ourselves um, and that's huge so so finding finding whatever that is for that self-care um, 
and, and that looks different for everybody. It's not a cookie cutter thing and don't be embarrassed by whatever it is that lets you get away from reality, that lets you break away for at least a few hours, uh, if not, uh, you know, a day or two at a time. Uh, it's important. It's, it's very important. Um, Matt, I want to I ask you just in, in the terms of the church, we talked about it uh, before, um, before a little bit, uh, just kind of what we do as pastors and how we, how we uh, care for our churches. What um, uh, we talked about, it, one person can physically or realistically care for what, 25 people um, in, in our churches and our communities and even our families uh, are sometimes much larger than 25 people. And so what are some of the ways that you found in the context of the church and in community that, that we can work together uh, to care for each other? So well, that for, well for you know, the, the good old traditional model was Sunday school. Um, and it was Sunday school that that was the place that that was also done. And it wasn't just about the lesson, that the lesson was part of it, but the self-care aspect of it was was huge. And as Sunday school has continued to be on the decline, and one of the things that I've seen rise up in the church is the idea of the small group um, in a small group ministry setting. And I think that to me, that's, um, that's vital for our, um, for ourselves is to have a core group of people that we can um, be around and hold us accountable, but then also uh, tend to us and tend to our souls. And I think that that's important to have is, is to have some kind of small group, whether it's a men's Bible study or a, um, you know, a group that gets together and plays basketball and maybe reads the Bible together or um, a group like, you know, we have a quilting group here at our church that I'm at now. And I mean, we have all these little groups that, that one of their kind of focuses is not necessarily the activity they're doing. It's the care that they provide for each other. Um, and I think that that's important is to have a place um, and, and I don't think worship can be the primary. I think worship is a place for that. And I think there are times and places for worship for that to occur in worship. But in worship, we don't sit down and, and, and get, to get, get to know one another um, and, and, and genuinely um, know each other's hurts. Because sometimes, like in my context, you know, we have over 125 people in worship on Sunday mornings. It's hard to do that. It's almost impossible to do that. You know, in smaller churches, you know, I've served in small churches where we could do that in worship, and there are ways to do that. You know, even in our large service right now, um, we do um, passing of the peace, and to me, that's when I can do some of the primary care things to kind of, hey, um, I'm having surgery this week. Okay, I'll make note of that. And you know, there are times and places in worship when we can, you know, lift them up and and do all that. But I really think that to do it right, it's it's having a small cluster core, whatever you want to call it, group accountability group uh, to help you in your um, daily spiritual life and, and to have people hold you, you know, to check in on you. You know, if you haven't missed uh, in a small group, that's a huge thing. Um, and people really kind of help, you know, tend to care if, if they really want you to be a part of that group. Right. No. And, and, and I would agree with that. The small group, the Sunday school model, what, whatever you call it, life groups, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's having those people that you can go to that you've built relationships with that are that are on a deeper level than, like you say, passing the peace uh, in worship, which is a huge thing. Uh, and it's really important, um, in, especially in smaller congregations, because it's not as awkward as a, as a bigger congregation. Um, one, one of the things in, in, in my smaller congregation that we found, joys and concerns, um, those are very life-giving for, for the church, because um, it's those moments that we intentionally sit down or, we intentionally come and worship and say, and here, here are our celebrations. Here's where we're finding joy this week. Um, and, and then we make that turn and say, well, now what are we concerned with? 
Yeah. And um, far, far more often, it's less concern about ourselves and more of, of bringing attention of, you know, so-and-so has been sick, uh, so-and-so is going to the doctor, um, and these, these people are traveling. Um, whatever the case may be, it's so much bringing the community into the church and saying, hey, let's be in prayer with and for these people. Um, and, it, and it's huge. Um, you know, and, and in, in last year in the joys and concerns, we've had people, uh, you know, lift up great joys and we've had people lift up cancer and, and deaths and, and just the healing that they experience in those moments of care, not, not just from, from the pastor, but knowing that their, their church, knowing that their community is around them and surrounding them in prayer. And that, I, that's, that's big. Um, and that's why one of my favorite parts of the liturgy for us is Lord in your mercy hear our prayer. And so as we bring this caring as caring conversation to a close, um, I hope that you, um, well, I want you to think about your care practice. Who do you care for? How do you care for people? Um, and then, you know, the, the flip side of that is how do you care for yourself? Um, how do you, you know, what does care mean for you? I think that that's something to, to think about uh, in a good way, because if you examine your care practice, both for the corporate and for the individual, you'll find yourself, um, one, making yourself better at how you do it. Um, I know uh, when my mom was about to pass away, um, you know, watching the pastor care for us as a family, that kind of helped me and it helped me a lot better in, in other ways. Um, it's also helped me uh, when I've been sitting with people and, and, you know, knowing how to be a presence. And I think that that's important. So I want to challenge you to, to think about your care practice. Don't be afraid to share that um, online uh, with us or be able to, you know, open up and have questions or, you know, um, whatever it is you feel, uh, connect with us through all the social media, Facebook, social, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, our website. And, you know, that's all found at Bearded Theologians. Um, you can find us pretty easily. Uh, we've got some great items of coffee mugs and all that great stuff. And we want to encourage you to, to check us out and, and don't be afraid to share us. Uh, we've, you know, we enjoy the conversation and, and people being excited about what we do. And uh, we just want to thank you for listening. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. And I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day. So I killed a mosquito. I saw it. What? I flicked it off my hand and it's now on yeah. my screen. I'm going to have to post a picture.